Support for MPB comes from the Mississippi Museum of Art in Jackson. What Became of Dr. Smith by artist Noah Satterstrom is on view now through September 22, 2024. Learn more at msmuseumart.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to the Mississippi Arts Hour. I'm Malcolm White. I am your host on this Sunday afternoon. And in the studio with me, of course, Kevin Farrell, our producer and spiritual advisor. But my guest today is Krista Bauer. Welcome, Krista. Thank you for having me. And you are the chair of the Department of Dance and uh, an associate professor of dance at Belhaven University, correct? That's correct. And Belhaven is, for our listeners who don't live in Jackson or the metro area, Belhaven is located uh, in the historic Belhaven neighborhood uh, in Jackson and was founded uh, in 1883, mm-hmm. a long time ago. Uh, and it is a, a historic university. Uh, it's also a Christian university. And it is one of, if I have the number right, 34 universities nationally that offer uh, accredited degrees in all four art disciplines. Is that right? Yes, we're nationally accredited in dance, visual art, music, and theater. And the only other Mississippi university uh, that's in that category is the University of Southern Mississippi, correct? Yes. But it is a very distinct uh, position to be in with only one of 34 nationally. Uh, so you grew up in Michigan, correct? I did, yes, until I moved to Mississippi. I actually attended Belhaven for my undergraduate degree, so that's when I made the transition from Michigan. What, what town, what community, what part of Michigan did you grow up in? Yeah, I was born in Lansing and lived in Hazlitt, Michigan, which is really close to East Lansing, and mm-hmm. then moved to Brighton, which is near Ann Arbor, where the University of Michigan is. Oh, so the big blue. That's you right. Were surrounded yes. by the big blue. <laughs> yes, yeah. Does the University of Michigan offer a they, dance? They do. They have a mm-hmm. strong dance program and also a master's degree. But you decided to come to Mississippi come for to Mississippi. what reasons? Well, I had visited Jackson for the first time when I attended Ballet Magnificat's summer dance intensive as a high schooler. So I lived on the Bellhaven University campus during those summers. That was my first introduction. And then when I was a senior in high school, I did a big college tour and auditioned for several dance departments and was really considering what I was looking for in a dance program and ultimately decided I really wanted to study at a Christian university. And Belhaven was one of the only in the country. Mm-hmm. So I decided to come. And it's really unique that um, we have a really strong program in both classical ballet and also modern contemporary dance, which was something I was looking for as well. Um, and for our listeners who don't know, can you tell us a little bit about Ballet Magnifica, mm-hmm. which is based here in Jackson also? Yes. So they are the world's premier Christian ballet company founded by uh, Kathy Thibodeau. And um, they have a school of the arts as well as a trainee program and then a professional company that travels all around the world um, performing. And they also perform right here in their hometown in Jackson and really have a desire to um, spread the gospel through the art of dance. So really unique mission. Indeed. Um, and uh, I think um, Kathy was a silver medalist in the IBC once upon a time. She was, right? yes. Yep. She's quite, quite a reputable dancer. And she's still, still performing still beautifully. Strong. Yes, a really amazing she's career that she's had. Married to little Ricky. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Another one of those Mississippi-isms. Yes. Uh, her husband, Keith, 
Thibodeau yes. was little Ricky on the I Love Lucy right. show. Yep. And uh, somehow or another, he ended mm-hmm. up here. He had a great band one time, uh, Little Ricky and the Giants, I okay. believe. Have you I'm not too that? familiar, but I, I believe So he it. had a sort of, uh, <laughs> I think he was an early practitioner of Christian rock music with, with that band. Mm-hmm. And then somehow he and Kathy got together, and I think they worked together on Ballet Magnifica, yes. if I'm not mistaken. Yes, and we really have a shared history in the foundation of the Bellhaven Dance Department. We first started as a dance minor program, and our students were studying dance at Bellhaven, but also traveling and um, working with the Ballet Magnificat dancers in the early days in their studios. And then um, our program was growing, and there was the desire to turn it into a dance major program. And um, so the two programs are existing here in Jackson with similar uh, Christian missions and are definitely mutually supportive, and it's a great relationship that we have with them. So I would think that Jackson would be something of a mecca in the dance world, uh, particularly if you are interested in in a Christian uh, foundation with Ballet Magnifica, uh, Belhaven University's program, and then, of course, the International Ballet Competition, Mm -hmm. which you've been affiliated with through these years. Is that right? I have, yes. My first job out of college after finishing my dance degree at Belhaven, I was the assistant dance school administrator for the International Ballet Competition Dance School and their teacher training program which was just wonderful experience to be on the inside of the IBC and to um, work under Sula Brano's wonderful leadership. Yeah. And uh, then I came back and worked as the director of the dance school and teacher training program for the IBC in 2010 and 2014 competitions. And, and is that preceded the Bellhaven? In 2010 work? and 2014, I was already uh, adjuncting at Bellhaven, uh-huh. so I was, was doing both. And it, it was great to think back how... The roles at IBC really helped prepare me for the chair position at Bellhaven because you're you're running a dance school with 300 students and you know hiring faculty and choosing accompanists and scheduling, um, and it's just a world class event right here in our city. So it's a really amazing opportunity, and we continue to try to get lots of Bellhaven dance students involved. Every time the IBC is mm-hmm. back in town, they hire. Um, interns and employ our students as counselors and all different types of roles in the competition. Bill Haven has a real uh, significant role in the IBC mm-hmm. uh, world when they're here, right? Y'all serve as a, one of their campuses or something? Yes. Yeah. For years, we were the uh, international village. And in the most recent IBC in 2018, we hosted the IBC dance school students on our campus and all of their classes were held in our beautiful studios at Bellhaven. So it was great to be able to bring so many students from across the country and share our space with them. I would imagine that that's a pretty good recruiting tool as well to to be involved in the IBC. I mean, these are all mostly these are young aspiring dancers who are looking for uh, either a company or a university to get a degree in. Am I right yes, about that? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And also uh, Ballet Magnificat uses our space um, in the summer. So it's a wonderful relationship that every summer uh, we host their, their dance intensive as well. My guest today is Kristen Bauer, and she uh, is the dance uh, chair, the chairman of the dance department at uh, Belhaven University, historic Belhaven, founded in 1883. So, Kristen, like many arts disciplines, I I would imagine you have to get a pretty early start in dance to to be able to be competitive as, as the years go by. That's true uh, for many dancers. I started at the age of four and um, never stopped. So my parents saw in me an early love for moving and responding to music and signed me up for dance lessons. And 
probably never would have imagined I'd, I'd still be going at it. <laughs> um, but there are some stories definitely of dancers who start later in life and go on to have successful careers. So I'd like to say it's never too late. <laughs> yeah, sure. But, but your, uh, your career, so at four you were taking dance lessons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then where do you go? What, what's after that? You join some sort of, of, of youth troupe or, mm-hmm. or youth dance group or what? Yeah, in high school I was a part of the Ann Arbor Ballet Theater and also the Brighton City Ballet. So those were community-based kind of pre-professional dance company training environments and many dancers are both training at a studio and then also joining some type of professional company or pre-professional training program. And then the decision comes, or do you want to continue those studies in college? And I have the privilege now of getting to talk to a lot of high schoolers in my current role about their future goals in dance and, and how college training might be the next step for them. So then you came to, that's when you made the choice to come to Jackson and to enroll in Belhaven. Yes. And, and there you started off uh, as adjunct. You weren't even on the faculty after you graduated. You, you worked with the IBC. Right. You, you taught classes adjunct, mm-hmm. and then slowly but surely you, you became a full-time professor. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and now for some, how many, three, four years? This is my fourth year in the chair position. You've been the chair. Yeah. <clears throat> so did you ever possibly dream along the way that this was where you were headed to become chairman of a dance department? Yeah, I think it was a dream of mine um, along the way and just really honored to have the position to do this at Bellhaven, a a program that had such a significant role in shaping my own career as a dancer. And uh, the vision of the program is something I really believe in. So it's a great honor. And to be able to work with the incredible colleagues that we have and students from all over the country who are attracted to Bellhaven, it's a great privilege. Um, so I've, I've really enjoyed it and look forward to shaping the program in the years to come. Well, tell our listeners a little bit about the program, uh, you know, how many students you have, where they come from, sort of what their student life and dance life is like, mm-hmm. if you could. I think sure. people would be interested in that. Yeah, we're very unique in that we're a, a small liberal arts university with a very large dance program. So we have over 100 dance majors, minors, and graduate students. We offer a Bachelor of Arts degree in dance, a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree in dance. We have a dance minor, and we also have a Master of Fine Arts degree in dance, which is the terminal degree in dance. And um, our students are really coming to us from all over the country and even internationally. We have students now from Hawaii and California and New York and um, Texas and, you know, definitely throughout the Southeast, some from Puerto Rico right now. And um, it's exciting that... Um, they're attracted to Bellhaven because of the quality of our training, but also uh, being a Christian university and a program that really integrates faith and learning in all aspects of the curriculum. Um, the so, worldview. Yes, yes, that's right. So uh, am I right in saying that the vast majority, not the vast majority, but the majority of the student population at Bellhaven are, are in the arts of some discipline or another? Is, is that right? Yes, there's a a very large group in the arts, and certainly within dance, we're probably around 10% of the student body, which is really exciting. Dance is 10%? Yes, of the traditional undergraduate program about that. So, um, And alongside dance, we have visual art, theater, we have film, music, graphic design, um, so visual art. So it's really um, a neat place for collaboration as well among Mm -hmm. faculty, but also so many opportunities among students. Well, tell us a little bit about your uh, physical plant, where, where you're housed mm-hmm. and what sort of 
studio space you have and what that looks like for for aspiring students. Yeah, we have uh, the Bitsy Irby Visual Art and Dance Center, which is on the corner of Peachtree and Euclid Streets, right in Belhaven neighborhood. And we share the building with the visual art and graphic design program. And there's four beautiful dance studios. We also have um, a athletic training clinic specifically for dancers. So that's something really unique about our program, that there's a dance athletic trainer in-house who uh, manages all injury care and prevention needs for the for the students. And we do most of our performances right there in Bitsy Irby. So two of our dance studios transform into a studio theater. Hmm. We can seat about 200 audience members, and we do about seven fully produced concerts every year. And so, they're, they're at the Bitsy Irby. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. We also host a community dance concert every fall that is at the Center for the Arts, uh, which is on Riverside Drive, which is also where we host our chapels weekly at Belhaven. Now, the that creative uh, performance uh, space is an old converted church, if yes. I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. on Riverside Drive. Yes, that's right. We used that facility a number of years for the for the Governor's Arts Awards, okay. and, and it's a, a really neat space. It is um, beautiful stained glass windows, and yeah, nice nice stage. And how's the the floor for for dance? It works. Yeah, it works well. Is um, it a wooden stage? I can't even remember. It is. Now. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, and uh, we have a larger performance space when we use our studio theater. And um, it's neat to be able to have both both venues. And I'd encourage listeners to come see a Bellhaven dance performance when they're Absolutely. Able. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. I'm Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. Welcome back to the Mississippi Arts Hour. I'm Malcolm White. I'm your host this Sunday afternoon. I hope you are having a great one here in December. I'm also the director of the Mississippi Arts Commission, which is a great honor uh, that I have had since 2002. And... uh, my guest today is Krista Bauer. I've called her Kristen uh, a couple of times today, and I apologize. It's Krista. Welcome back, Krista. Thank you. Excited to be here. Thank you. And you are the chair of the dance department at Belhaven University. And, you know, sometimes I say Belhaven College because it wasn't that many years ago that y'all made the transition from a college to a university, right? That's true. Yes. And do you remember when that was? Because I don't. No. I, I we'll don't quite say, remember, but yeah. We'll say a few years A few ago. years. <laughs> Eight years or so, maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, it's mm-hmm. that long. So before we continue our conversation with Krista um, and, and talk about all things dance, I wanted to read an email I got recently uh, from an old friend of mine. It says, hey, Malcolm, I've been having a great time listening to the Arts Hour here in Australia. Uh, I, I discovered the MPB podcast, and I have really loved listening to interviews with Raphael Sims, Michael Ford, Bill Ferris, Hank Burdine, and Barry Leach. You're really helping me to keep my southern drawl going here in Australia. <laughs> Becky Templeton Perry. Thank you, Becky, for that email. And I will remind our listeners, uh, if you are just tuning into our show and you want to hear the entire show from the beginning with Krista Bauer, uh, you can... Share it with a friend. All you got to do is go to MPB's website at mpbonline.org, where we post all of our past shows. You can also access them through the MPB app, 
Download it free from your iPhone or Android, Android smartphone, and you'll have access to not only the Arts Hour, but all of the great MPB Think Radio shows. So thank you, Becky, for that email. So, Kristen, during the break, we were talking about a production that Bellhaven uh, had, was it a month ago or so? Yes, in November, we had our fall dance concert. And you do one every fall. Yes, every mm-hmm. fall, every spring, and lots of shows in between. And there was something very special about this past program with a gentleman who I'll let you tell us about. Yes. So alongside our faculty who choreograph original works for each of our productions, we bring in about six guest artists every year who travel from all over and do residencies, teaching master classes, and either choreographing or restaging works for our concert. And this year we had Henry Danton, who lives in Mississippi now, but has had an incredible career as a professional dancer and choreographer, dance educator, and a restager of classical repertoire. And he staged the ballet Frescoes on Bellhaven Dance Students, and we presented that in the concert. And Henry Danton happens to be 100 years old and is still going strong as a dance teacher and stager. So it was really inspiring for all of us to see just the longevity of his career. And uh, he'll be honored with a Lifetime Achievement Award um, through the Mississippi Arts Commission. So we're really excited for him. That's right. So uh, Henry Danton will be awarded, as you say, the Lifetime Achievement Award for the Governor's Arts Awards in February. Uh, one of the programs that the Mississippi Arts Commission is proud to produce. Also, uh, our the second musical uh, guest that we have today is uh, is Mr. Steve Forbert. We'll play a song of his in a little while. Steve Forbert will also join Henry Danton in being honored in the 2020 Governor's Arts Awards uh, coming up February 6th at the Old Capitol Inn. It is a public event, and all are invited to attend. So, Krista, tell us a little bit uh, more about uh, a project of yours outside of Bellhaven, which is the the Yazoo City School of Dance. I didn't know about this. Yes. Uh, Right after college, I uh, assumed ownership of a dance program in Yazoo City. There had been a dance program at the Triangle Cultural Center right on Main Street in the historic district for many years, and it had turned over hands a few times. And um, the opportunity was there, and I decided to... um, to begin the business. So I um, have been running the dance program now for the last 14 years in Yazoo City. And for the first 10 years, I did all the teaching myself. So did the, the marketing, wow. the bookkeeping, the um, as well as the teaching. And it was, it's been just a wonderful opportunity to bring dance to this small town at the gateway to the Delta and have met some great families and um, just really happy to share share dance there. It's the only dance studio in, um, in Yazoo City and Students come from all the little surrounding towns and um, Benton and Bentonia and Belzona and Chula and are coming to study dance uh, right there in Yazoo City. What ages are, are your students? I start at three and a half and have gone all the way through adults in the past. So we've got some high schoolers studying dance there right now. And I have employed a Belhaven dance alum who's teaching the classes there um, currently. So I... Never would have dreamed um, that 14 years later we'd still um, have this opportunity. I'm really grateful for the, for the opportunity. So I would assume that there's 
probably no dance offerings in the public school systems or even private school systems in Yazoo City, and you may be the, their only option if, if the children are curious or interested in dance, right? Right, yes, definitely to study ballet and tap and jazz contemporary dance. Uh, there are, I believe, some dance teams and certainly cheer opportunities, but not, uh, not classical dance training. So I'm happy to be able to provide that, and students are coming from all the, the surrounding schools and areas. So. That's neat. Yeah. I bet you see all sorts of, of joyous kids. Yes. Yep. And, you, and it takes place inside the triangles? The yes. Cultural yeah. Triangle so that's um, over a hundred year old building. It's actually where Willie Morris went to school. That's right. And so one of the classrooms was converted into a dance studio. And there's also a theater in the Triangle Cultural Center. So we're able to have, have had many recitals there over the years. It's a great little historic theater. And sadly, we recently lost K.K. Hill, who, yes, who ran the all director of that. He the was a, a friend and a mm-hmm. cohort. And, mm-hmm. and I don't who's leading that charge now in Yazoo City? Lois Russell is Lois, the director. Yes, yes right. she's doing a great job. So yeah, Willie Morris uh, grew up, of course, in Yazoo City, and we're we're about to put a um, Mississippi Writers Trail marker up at the Triangle Center oh, there wonderful. to honor Willie's literary contribution mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. to the Mississippi uh, Mississippi story, and also. Um, uh, Joanne uh, Pritchard Morris, Willie's mm-hmm. widow, uh, taught school there, went mm-hmm. to school there, and and has long been a champion mm-hmm. for for Yazoo City. So that so that's a very interesting program. Now, once upon a time, you had another program that I think you and I talked about on this very show many years ago called Front Porch Dance or Dance. That's right, Front Porch Dance. Right. Yes, it was a contemporary dance company based here in Jackson with a goal of presenting contemporary dance and uh, engaging the community members through performance and also uh, outreach. And we performed a lot with uh, live music. So we worked with a group called the Strange Pilgrims, who composed a lot of original music. And we traveled throughout the state presenting original choreography alongside live music. So it was a, a great opportunity and artistic outlet for many of us who were teaching a lot but wanted to keep performing and choreographing in the community. So Front Porch is idle right now while you run the, the Yazoo City <laughs> School and you're a chairman of, chairperson of the, of the Bellhaven University program. I think that would be quite enough. Yes, yeah, and it's exciting. There's some other uh, dance companies and collectives that have sprung up, Kinetic Dance uh, right. Project and um, Kinetic Etchings Dance Project and also Intersect Dance Collective here in Jackson. So um, they're helping to, to meet some of those needs right mm-hmm. here in, in the community. And you have some young dancers at home, I believe. I do, yes. <laughs> Are they interested? <laughs> yes, my oldest daughter's four and a half, and she's taking some Perfect ballet and tap age. classes. So, yep, and the, the toddlers are also bouncing around whenever we play some music at home. <laughs> and speaking of music, uh, are your performances at Bellhaven uh, collaborate? collaborative with your music department? I know you have a very strong music mm-hmm. department at Bellhaven. We do have a strong music department. Um, often we're using recorded music in our performances, but we do have a collaborative arts concert once a year. It's coming up on March 28th. This was actually uh, generated by students who wanted to see even more collaboration happening mm-hmm. on campus. So that will feature uh, cross-discipline uh, collaborative work. So we're excited to see what emerges. Well, as a dancer, do you prefer recorded music versus live or do you have a preference and I'm sure they must be very different as a dancer. Yes yeah I think there's benefits in both areas but we we love live music Um, and I think with Front Porch it really helped us to um, 
interest audience members who might not be so familiar with contemporary dance, but who loved live music and would come and see kind of the marriage of music and dance together in the space and um, develop an appreciation for both. And at Bellhaven, we have actually have live music for all of our classes. So the, oh, do you? the ballet, the modern dance piano classes, or other instruments? piano, guitar, uh, percussion, so all, all oh, types. Okay. So we're, we're hiring several of the incredible professional musicians right here in our city to accompany classes. And that's great for our students because it challenges their, their musicality, their responsiveness to music. And uh, Owen Rockwell is the director of music for dance at Bellhaven, and he oversees uh, the musicians and um, has helped develop a wonderful team for us. And we have a new course that will be um, teaching rhythmic training uh, to our dance majors. So we're excited about that. And you mentioned earlier, uh, when describing the physical plant of the Bitsy Irby Center, you mentioned uh, an athletic training component. Could, I wanted to ask you, do, do the athletes uh, at Bellhaven uh, take dance instruction and do the dancers uh sort of work with the athletic Mm -hmm. trainers as well? Is there a cross-training going on Mm -hmm. there? The athletic department has its own athletic trainers, so they'll work with the those teams, um, but we would love to see even more athletes taking dance classes. We do have a wide variety of elective courses in beginning ballet, beginning modern dance. Pilates has been popular with the athletes, mm-hmm. so certainly that's happening. Um, and we ha- there's a dance team that uh, performs alongside football games, and so some of the dance majors are involved in that. So there's certainly some um, cross-collaboration yeah, there. Yeah. Well, um, I would think so. I, I know there's a great benefit, and more and more you hear about it, about uh, athletes are doing dance training right. to, to to get their, I don't know, their kinetic juju on. I don't know how else to describe it. You <laughs> yes, probably have a better yeah. way well, of describing strength it. Strength and flexibility, agility. Yeah, uh, yes, all of those things. <laughs> and certainly in the field of dance, we're learning more and more about the importance of cross-training and overall body conditioning. So our dance majors are taking kinesiology and conditioning for dancers, principles of dance health courses. So they're really learning uh, how their bodies function, how to care for them, to have a long career, hopefully like Henry Danton, 100 years old. So So I guess there is a training uh, component to a dancer's life. Besides working on technique, there's got to be this whole physical training uh, piece that keeps them fit and vibrant. Because Mm -hmm. to me, dancers are some of the most athletic uh, humans I've ever yes. witnessed. And when, when we had the IBC here, I get to see it in action. It's just remarkable. Yes, artist uh, athletes. <laughs> yeah, it's quite remarkable. And speaking of the IBC, you've been affiliated with it for, for a number of years. Does it come up again in 2022? Yes. Okay. Yes. And so what will the role, what will your role be this coming year, or do you know mm-hmm. yet? Uh, I believe we'll still be hosting the IBC dance school on our campus. So we'll work with them to coordinate uh, housing for all of the students who will be coming here and and they'll be utilizing our studio space. And then hopefully many of our dance students will um, be employed by the IBC and working to support uh, all the exciting activities that happen. So it's it's quite an arts industry when it it comes every four years, I would imagine. Yeah. And, And it must be a remarkable experience for a college student who's studying dance to get to to be on, be in Jackson one of those every fourth right. year when this happens, that's got to be yes. quite a, an amazing occurrence. Yeah, neat that it's every four years all the students have the opportunity to um, engage with it during their college experience. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 
Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. Welcome back to the Mississippi Arts Hour on this Sunday afternoon. I hope that you are having a fabulous day on this December time of year, heading into the very end of 2019 and off into 2020. My guest today is Krista Bauer. Welcome back, Krista. Thank you. Krista is the chair of the dance department at uh, Historic Bellhaven University, and she also owns and operates the Yazoo City School of Dance. That's correct. In uh, the Cultural Center there in Yazoo City. If you have young kids or children or tots, toddlers who are interested in movement and dance and you live in that gateway to the Delta area, as Willie Morris used to say, Yazoo City is half hills and half flatlands. Hmm. Uh, get in touch with Krista. How would people get in touch with you that are listening today? They can go to the website. It's YazooCitySchoolOfDance.com. There's all kinds of information and my contact information as well. Well, during the break, uh, Kevin and Krista and I were talking about various uh, details about uh, the dance world and one thing that we were talking about was uh, all of the different types of dance uh, considered uh, genres of dance in the Western canon of dance. Can you explain a little bit about what we think of as the different types of dance? Sure. Uh, classical ballet, we've talked about some. Also modern dance, contemporary dance, and jazz and tap are um, all the genres that we're offering at Bellhaven University. Um, but then there are also all types of global dance forms. So we have brought in guest artists in the past who have set uh, classical Indian dances or an Irish dance piece. So mm-hmm. um, it's exciting to to share with our students the scope of, of dance opportunities across the globe. Now, when we talk about jazz dance, I mean, I know a lot about jazz music. Uh, if you know, or if it's a field of interest of yours, did jazz music come first or jazz dance? And how are they set and how are they the same or how are they different? You're looking at me like, why did you ask that question? I would say the music came first. Uh-huh. Um, and I think jazz training, often jazz dancers have trained in classical ballet as well, but some of the um, jazz pioneers, we have um, Fosse, you can think about mm-hmm. doing uh, choreography for Broadway, or Gus Giordano, Giordano Company is still happening. Um, there's a Hubbard Street Dance Company in Chicago, so there is some some jazz um, professionally still being performed, and right now it's an elective course at the Bellhaven Dance Department, so not something we're studying as intensively, but there's still opportunity for students to to study jazz. And, and am, am I safe to assume that jazz dance is performed to jazz music or not necessarily? Um, yes. Uh, sometimes when we think of jazz music, we think of this structured improvisation that occurs in jazz. Mm-hmm. And, you know, often in jazz performance, it's a recorded you know piece of music. We actually used Ella Fitzgerald music. We had a jazz piece in our last um, performance in the fall dance concert. So it was a, a wonderful piece called Nonsensical Vignettes by my colleague Laura Morton, um, who used all kinds of Ella Fitzgerald tunes. And it was a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. But you could set jazz m- movements to any style to, to of any music. To any type of music. Right. Mm-hmm. 
or interpreted if you're interpreting uh, some some sort of is is dance primarily an interpretation of music or is it a storytelling form all to itself? Oh well, we could debate that for hours probably. But many classical ballets are. Yes, many classical ballets are are telling stories. Um, certainly, in, in modern contemporary dance, there are many more abstract works uh, that can be expressions of music or any type of thematic material or. Um, a choreographer may be sharing a personal experience or generating something collaboratively with the dancers. So I think it, it can go in all directions from all types of inspiration. Well, how healthy is uh, the world of dance in America today, in your view? Yeah, I think we have seen a growing interest in dance, certainly, even with all of the TV shows now, <laughs> Dancing with the Stars. And so mm-hmm. you think you can dance. There seems to be more um, more people who are engaging with it. Um, we'd certainly love to see even more coming to live performance. And I've seen a lot of great work, even here in Mississippi, of our, our um, dance educators and artistic directors really making an effort to engage audiences and, and get even more of them um, interested in taking classes and attending performances. And we're excited that many students are interested in pursuing a degree in dance. And I think we have a unique opportunity at the college level to be training the next generation of dance artists who will uh, work in careers not only in performance and education, but also in arts advocacy and in community engagement, in dance therapy, in um, dance production, administration, management. So as we think about the the creative economy, dancers really are, are playing a large role in Mississippi as well as other areas. And speaking of careers uh, in dance or uh, after college training in dance, uh, talk a little bit about the, uh, the, the, the alumni of Bellhaven and where they've gone and what they're doing and some of your associates mm-hmm. and some of your classmates and such. Yeah, it's neat that we have been, uh, we've had the Bellhaven Dance Department for over 20 years now, so we've got a great group of alumni all over the world. Uh, many are performing professionally with uh, dance companies. We have some now who are dancing with the Georgia Ballet. We have one who's on The Lion King, um, in The Lion King on Broadway right now. Um, dancers who've worked with Dallas Black Dance Theater, um, Dayton Contemporary Dance Company, um, Doug Verone and dancers in New York City. So exciting, um, big-name dance companies. And then many have gone on to start their own dance companies and collectives all over the country. Many are dance educators working at schools, studios, universities. Some have gone into dance medicine or dance production. Some are working on the mission field or working in churches. So uh, it's, it's exciting, the wide variety of careers and also the alumni network that we have now that as graduates are telling me, I'm going to move to Atlanta or I want to stay in Jackson or I might be moving to New York City, that we have mm-hmm. a great group of alumni in all of these cities that we can connect them with. Um, so it's exciting to see. Do y'all have regular dance alumni gatherings, or we're we're hoping to have a 25th anniversary celebration oh, okay. in a couple of years, um, and we've had it, several alumni have come back as guest artists in the dance department. And anytime they're in town, we have them share in our weekly dance department meeting about their careers and and how Bellhaven prepared them. So it's it's a great way to stay connected. Well, as proved by Henry Danton, uh, a dancer can dance their entire life, uh, right. all the way up to 100 years mm-hmm. of age and, and onward. But what is sort of the um, uh, range for a professional dancer who's, who who wants to, you mentioned a lot of the companies. I don't know how mm-hmm. many companies there are in the United States mm-hmm. that hire dancers. Are there 50 or are there 100, more or less? 
Do you know? Oh, there's there's many um, and of all different types. So there are the, the large professional companies that might have more of full-time mm-hmm. employment, and then there's a lot of project-based companies. So, yeah, hundreds of those across the country where you may be employing dancers for certain projects or performances mm-hmm. in the community. So. And, and so a dancer who, who goes to college and uh, gets a degree or tries out uh, for a dance company, there, what is the typical uh, range of, of performing years in a mm-hmm. professional-type company? Mm-hmm. I mean, they, you tend to think that there is an age-out moment, maybe not, because you can then become a teacher or a choreographer mm-hmm. or, right. or, as you say, an arts educator, mm-hmm. or you can work in the nonprofit arts mm-hmm administration world but as a dancer Mm -hmm. when is it sort of yeah we're seeing dancers performing longer and longer I think as we have more education about dance kinesiology and dance health and how to really care for our bodies that's helping dancers to have uh, careers that they're able to sustain so definitely through 30s and 40s you can have Mm -hmm. uh, professional performers and then many are dancing even well beyond that where we have Kathy Thibodeau right here in Jackson still performing in in point shoes so um, so there's yes there's no limit and um, and I think a dance career is unique that you have the opportunity to wear many hats so um, you may be performing while also choreographing and and teaching so um, I think you can stay connected within the field and in all different seasons of your life. Talk to us a little bit about the audition process. Uh, you know, I think there is lower around auditioning uh, to to get a job with a uh, with a dance company, and there have been films made about right. it, and theater about <laughs> it, and so so. What is the audition process like? Yes, well, for the Bellhaven University Dance Department, students apply to the university, but they also have to apply and audition and be accepted to the dance program. And we try to make it as welcoming of a process as possible. We really want to get to know the students and see their prior training, also assess their potential. They'll be taking ballet and um, modern classes and then also learning often some repertoire that they're presenting during the audition experience. So it's a great time for them to get to know our faculty and what the Bellhaven Dance Department is like and for also um, us to assess if they're a good fit uh, for Mm -hmm. our program. So we'd encourage all the listeners out there who are young dancers considering a college program in dance to consider Bellhaven and audition for our program. And as I have attended many international ballet competitions uh, that we are so fortunate to have here in Jackson, I I have noticed that at the end of of, of, uh, their time, there's often these announcements of Mm -hmm. people being awarded contracts to go to work uh, for dance companies. Mm -hmm. So so is the IBC in some way sort of an audition or... Yeah, you could view it that way. Company directors are coming from across the country, almost scouting out the the talent that's here. So they they, um, may not hold a separate audition, but they're watching the performances, they're observing competitor class, getting to know dancers, and they often offer company contracts, which is exciting. And we also have dance companies who host auditions at Belhaven University, so our students are able to audition. for professional opportunities when they're here. We have a company from Chicago called Ballet 58 who came last year and is returning this year and hosting an audition. Um, Dance Adeum, a company in Houston, also came and held an audition. So um, that's a great position to be in when companies are, are contacting mm. me and wanting to, to see our students and employ them for the future. So um, once your kids, uh, your students graduate, could if you could, I mean, besides moving on to a professional dance company. What are some of the other things that you see uh, dance graduates go and do? Mm -hmm. Yeah, many of them 
really want to teach, and they take dance pedagogy and teaching methods courses while they're here. So many will be employed at studios, performing arts, high schools. Um, some will go into yeah K through twelve programs or get a master's degree and go on to teach at the college level. Um, many want to um, pursue a graduate degree and mm-hmm. in s- something like uh, dance therapy or physical therapy or athletic training for dancers. Uh, many will start their own dance companies. So it's, yeah, yeah like it's a great, done. yes. Yeah. There's so many opportunities and a lot of artists really work as entrepreneurs, as you know. So they're not only waiting for an opportunity to come to them, but they really have the skills to go out and create their own opportu- opportunities all across the yeah. country. So and you mentioned that uh, one of the graduates of the Bellhaven program is now working with you in Yazoo City. That yes. sounds like a perfect sort mm-hmm. of example yes. yeah. uh, about how a uh, dance graduate would, would go to work in the workforce right. and, mm-hmm. and become a teacher. So what else exciting is, is going on at Bellhaven that you can share with us over the next few months? I, I know, as you told me, you don't do a Christmas program, mm-hmm. and just yesterday was the singing Christmas tree. Yes. Is there a dance component to the there was Christmas this year tree? for the first time ever. We have um, a dance uh, component for the singing Christmas tree. So we'll see if that becomes a new tradition. <laughs> and, and since I live in the Bellhaven neighborhood and I often walk on the Bellhaven University campus, I've noticed that the Christmas tree now has a permanent uh, place that, where they used to bring out a sort and build a temporary Christmas tree structure on the football and soccer field. Mm-hmm. Now it sort of lives permanently over on, is it the home stands or the visitor stands? Yes, when they when they redesigned the stadium, they, they gave the, the tree a prominent position in the redesign of the place, so yeah. it's exciting. It's a great tradition yeah. for those of us who live it's... in Bellhaven. We very much look forward to it every year. Yes. Well, that about wraps up our time uh, this Sunday for the Mississippi Arts Hour. Uh, Krista Bauer, thank you so much for coming to visit with us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And we appreciate the good work that you do both at Bellhaven and in the community. And we will be right back here every Sunday afternoon at 5 o'clock on MPB Think Radio. I'm Malcolm White, and this has been another edition of the Mississippi Arts Hour.